inconceivable. 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 Hi, Scoff. Hi, Wonk. Are we ready to get into this? I guess. Don't sound so excited. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Another That's episode of Inconceivable. I'm going to poke all the holes in all your stories till they're oh, nothing Lord. but Swiss cheese stories. I, I do just want to point out that the very first episode we did, I successfully got a conceivable out of you. Yeah, but that one wasn't like, and then there were flying lights and abducted people. and That's, that's within the realm of possibility. Like, weird things have happened. I guess we know how you're going to feel about the alien abduction stories that we'll eventually do on this show. Ah, aliens. This is not an alien abduction story, though. Okay. But it is one that I personally predict you might say inconceivable to. Probably. We will see. Are we ready? Sure. Awesome. So. This case is a bit unique. Because I think I told you this off the air. So it's a documented case. There were witnesses and people involved. Okay. But this family that was involved is staying out of it. Like staying out of the public eye. Okay. So it's all just anonymous. And I'm basically just going to say there's this boy and his parents. And that's all I can say. Like I can't say names. Because I don't know the names. <laughs> all right. So, so yeah, it's it's very, yeah, that's all I'll say. But it is like documented and stuff, and it's easy to find this in like reports and stories and stuff. All right. Alrighty. So. So we have boy. Boy. And his family. Literally, it says an unnamed three-year-old boy. I'm just gonna call him boy for the rest of the thing. Okay. Have fun with that. It's gonna be God of War here. And he is three years old. He's three years old. Got it. So this happened in Syria's Golan Heights region. Okay. And the reason it's documented is because, like like I said, there were people who saw this all happen, and it became this huge center of attention story that happened in this area. Okay. But now a lot of people, obviously, elsewhere in the world know about it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it on this podcast. Makes sense. So just starting things off, to me, the very fact that he's unnamed is a sign that this whole tale isn't some sort of weird claim to fame. No, it's not a publicity stunt. Right? Or, like, if it was a hoax, still you'd think that these people would want to be taking the credit for it. Yeah. Because the whole point of a hoax is to successfully pull off something that everybody believes and that, like, you're known for now. Yeah. You know? It's kind of your yeah. your, your jump-off point, your starting like, point. Like, hey, this weird thing happened to me, and by me, I mean me, who lives at this address with this name. Did I mention it was me? It was totally me. And then reporters are like, <laughs> and you say it happened to you, and then you get your name everywhere. Exactly. That's Welcome what I'm trying to, to say. being famous it's like those, 101. It's like those famous... There's like a famous story of these Bigfoot footprints that a guy t- took credit for finding... Yeah. And it turned out he just had this big foot that he just made them with. Like, he just kind of, like, stamped a giant footprint into the ground. Ah, big so foot. Stupid. That's another great story. Um, maybe, you know, maybe I'll be able to find, like, an encounter that's actually intriguing. And not just, I saw this. No one was look, with me. Look what I took on my shitty phone from, like, 2002. You See never know. Grainy pictures? <laughs> I might, <laughs> I might find something compelling. That could be a future story. Anyways, so... 
So yes, I'm intrigued by this story because it doesn't seem like a claim to fame. Alright. So why, why would someone like make this up, you well, know? Let's get into it. Alright, so the story, before we get into it even more, I want to make sure people understand that it's very deeply ingrained in the culture that we're talking about. Syrian culture? Yes. Okay. But I also personally, even though I'm not associated with this kind of, these kind of like cultural or religious beliefs or whatever, I personally find it logically and scientifically unexplainable. Okay. That's just me. So, we're in Syria. The boy is of the Druze ethnic group. Okay. And he's born with a long red birthmark on his head. Okay. Long. Yeah. Do we know what year this is? Um, oh no. Did I forget to write it? Wah, wah. I'm sorry. It's more recent. Do you want me to Google more it right so- now? No, it's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. You keep going. Yeah, so we'll, we'll Google it while we're talking here. Um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll find out when it happens. We'll figure it out. But I know it's, it's not like, I don't think it's an old case. Like, we're not talking 50s, 60s. I think we're talking like... 80s, 90s, 2000s. Or even, even in the 2000s. Okay. But I can't remember, to be honest. I wrote these notes a while ago. It's okay, so it's well documented. Yeah. Um, so... According to the Druze beliefs, birthmarks are related to someone's past lives. Okay. Um, and in the, it also relates to the particular manner of someone's death. That makes... Uh, yeah, I believe that. Like, so, if you have a birthmark, like a small hole somewhere on, like, your chest, I'd be like, oh, he was shot. If you've yeah. got, like, a birthmark that's... Oh, no, something around your neck, maybe you were hanged. Or... Exactly. So, like, it's it's pretty straightforward, right? But that's the point that yeah. is kind of made in this culture is that you don't just you're not just born with a birthmark for yeah. no reason. There, there's a um, yeah. there's a story behind it. So, um, yeah, I even wrote in my notes, for example, a mark on the throat could suggest a hanging or a cutthroat or something like that. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of people in this belief, as soon as something like that is seen. They almost are like, oh, cool. It's our next adventure. We're going to see if we can actually figure out what happened to you in a past life or something. Yeah. It could be exciting. So, like, they, they're the kind of people who would investigate it and wouldn't just be like, oh, you have a birthmark. Cool. You know? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, when, so, ever since the boy was old enough to talk, like, he's only three, right? But yeah. He's, ever since he's old enough to actually communicate stuff that he believes with people... He starts telling his family not only that he has had a past life that he knows about, but also that he had been killed with an axe blow to his head. Okay. <laughs> you can hear in your voice already. You're like, oh, shit, it's one of these stories. No, I, honestly, I was going to mention when you talked about the thing on his head. I'm like, hey, going with the theory of how I died, my thought was actually going to be that he was an executioner. In a past life, that that's what the angle he would go with, like a headsman, you know? Okay. Um, but yeah, this this kind of makes sense. Like It's like, hey, I've got this red mark on my head. Maybe I was chopped in the head. Right? Like, it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Right? It's um, no different to, like, me looking down after work and being like, huh, I have a cut on my arm. It's probably I got cut by something sharp. I could see a three-year-old going like, I have a mark on my forehead. Yeah, that's something fair. Something fell on my forehead. That is fair. So, like, yeah, the, the whole reincarnation thing is a belief that's in this yeah, culture. Yeah, absolutely. But I do also think it's important that this is a three-year-old boy. Yeah. And no three-year-old boy is going to be like, if I tell this pretend story about my past life, I'm going to be famous. 
No, but you three-year-olds know? do just make shit up. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but that's why we're getting into the intriguing part of this okay, case. Okay, okay. Intrigue All me. right. So I've been um, Googling, and it looks like the um, the like news cases that I can find... I don't know when the case actually happened, but this is the story itself was published in 2014. Okay, so it is now. So it seems like a, like a case like this, if it's in the news in 2014, it probably didn't happen a Long while ago. ago. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Anyways, so this is what he's talking about ever since he's old enough to talk. And so far, this story is pretty much the exact same as every other reincarnation claim that exists. Because there's a lot of documented cases of reincarnation. Yeah. Um, but the problem is that the proof is not there. Yeah. This case is very unique. Like, I can say that I'm the reincarnation of Cleopatra, <laughs> but... And be like, I remember this and this happening. It's kind of difficult to prove anything like that. Yeah. So, in a lot of reincarnation cases that are compelling, it's when somebody can say details of a past life and they're like, how does that person know those details? Okay. So, maybe if it's like a historical case that's been documented, it's like, oh, well, this person could have just researched that and then claimed that they knew this from memories, but they actually just Googled it, you know? So, like I said, this is why I'm reading this case, because this case is very unique in the regard that it strays from these typical stories. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so thanks to the cultural beliefs that exist here, the parents listened to these boys' claims rather than just, like, ignoring them and, oh, whatever, it's a three-year-old making shit up. Yeah. Um, and it's also, like I said, part of their practice is to investigate claims like this and see if they can actually find the place where someone lived in one of their past lives and, like, kind of retrace those steps. Okay. So, um... This case is documented and very famous because of the presence of a witness. And that witness is Dr. Eli Lash, who was a physician in Israel at the time, and he investigated the case personally. Okay. So he's the, like, official witness. There's also witnesses in terms of just people who were around, like, in the area, like, passers-by and stuff. Alrighty. Um, so to be fair, this, this doctor, like, didn't start out as a skeptic or something. You know, he was investigating the case... From a scientific and medical standpoint, um, and he arguably is not as invested in it as the parents are. Yeah. But at the same time, he's not like, oh, I don't believe in any of this. I'm coming to disprove. No, he was like, okay, I'm going to just investigate this. He might have had a slight bias for it to be true. Yeah, But it maybe. doesn't sound like he's like, I'm going to make this be true. Or... Yeah, like it, it just seems odd for... A professional, like a doctor, to do something like that that could have people laughing at them and being like, you made this stupid claim that reincarnation is real, you know? And there's no evidence. Yeah, no, I got you. Right? Like, so it, it makes more sense from the perspective of this doctor for him to just research it for a medical reason and not to, like, ruin his whole reputation yeah. by making false claims, you know? No, that makes sense. Um, anyways... So, he had an interest in studying reincarnation from that medical standpoint. And so, that's why the child's parents invited him along to check out their son's claims. Okay. Um, And the group that was tagging along took the boy to two cities before they enter a third one that he started saying, oh, I, I recognize this. Okay. And again, he's three, right? So, it's like... Where else would he have seen it? Like, maybe pictures? I don't know if there's, like, just pictures of all these other towns or whatever, but it just seems kind of interesting, you know? Yeah. 
obviously he could just be walking around making it up like <laughs> we're going on a little Let's trip <laughs> i got into a i i was a not a bad kid but i i would do lots of stuff to get attention and yeah fun. And that's like, fair we've both spent decent amount of time around young children that age group and some of the things that come out of their mouths you're just yeah. kind of like you know dumbstruck but yeah as teachers i have to say sometimes kids will say something like you always validate something with the parents right oh yeah you know grandma died last week and then you go up to the parents and she and they're like what is she talking about her grandma's not dead <laughs> just i haven't seen them so yeah kids are interesting well like even that. yeah like they don't understand some stuff yeah but also just they're smart you know i had a kid this is a real story i'm not gonna say names because obviously that's a yeah. bad call as a teacher. But this is a real story where I had a child who was just, like, having an off day, very grumpy, very grouchy, misbehaving. Yeah. And when I approach a child, I always just try the, the slow, gentle talking, you know, approach first. Yeah. And, like, is something going on? Like, you seem not quite yourself. Are you very sad or very angry about something? And, yeah, the response I got was, I'm sorry, I'm very sad because my grandma died. This is, like, a Jeez. five-year-old. And kids. then the parents were like, no, that did not happen. Kids, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Kids are troublemakers. Anyways. Sorry, we're straying from the story. But anyways, as of right now, it's just a child kind of walking around in towns and being like, oh, I, I recognize this, this third town that we're coming to. Yeah. Um, when they found this village, the boy starts to recall his original first and last name and the first and last name of his murderer. Okay. So there's that. Um, and this is where the story gets more crazy, but also more credible. Because on top of the family and the doctor making claims about what they witnessed, yeah, there's a whole village of local people who are slowly getting involved because the, the group is going around kind of asking questions and now local people are like pointing them in direction of places and following with them. Yeah. So it's literally, granted, these are people who share these beliefs that reincarnation is a thing. But now he's got an entourage. Yes. Got it. So there's that. Um, so boy, family doctor, elders from the boy's home village, and locals. All these people together. Okay. So locals are starting to see and overhear what's happening. Like, they just are kind of, you know, standing around, and they're like, oh, this kid's talking about uh, being murdered in a past life. Um, And they tell the elders that the man... So the name that the boy said, the elders are like, oh, we know this man. So they overhear, and they say the man that he's claiming to have been before went missing four years earlier. Okay. And no one knows what happened to him. It's just a missing person. It's completely unsolved. Okay. So that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. And this is a name that this three-year-old boy has said. Okay. It was while they're walking around that he walked right up to a man, called him by his name, even though he'd never met him in this current lifetime. Okay. After doing so, he confronted the man by saying, quote, I used to be your neighbor. We had a fight, and then you killed me with an axe. It's freaking three It's lovely. It's lovely. It's just... It's fascinating to me. Um... So, the boy just walks up to a random guy, is like, I know your name, and you killed me. And according to witnesses, the man just kind of went white and didn't say anything. Yeah. Because, like, I guess anybody's reaction would be like, 
What the heck? Um, so right now it's just, okay, this boy is freaking this guy out, but then the boy keeps going. Yeah. Quote, I even know where you buried my body. Okay. I feel like at this point, I'd feel like patting the kid on the head be like, that's nice. We'll see how your testimony holds up in court. Well, okay. That's why I love this story. Because if these parents didn't believe this child and these locals and all these people who got involved then I don't think it would have been followed through to the point where they would have found all of this amazing stuff. No, and I'm, like, there's a part of me that, that always tries to find, like, the easy explanation, but I'm not going to say, like, reincarnation isn't possible, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of the essence, but there are certain things, like, depending on where this is in the world, I'm not necessarily saying this about Syria and all that, because I don't know the area very well, but it's like if I walked down the street and said, Tom, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to find a Tom. We live in Canada. Or First and last a name. Jack. The last name is harder. But in that part of the world, it could be the same as, like, saying Muhammad. Right? It's a very common name. Then if, like... If it's a first name. Yeah. You know, it's, but the last name stuff does make it more difficult. And it's very odd that pe- random people who overhear this first and last name being spoken are like, hey, are you talking about, you know, so-and-so? Like, let's just say John yeah. Smith. Hey, you're talking about John Smith? We know a John Smith. He went but missing four years ago. It also makes me wonder, how close was the kid actually... And I say this like, well, so a three-year-old, can, can, when you were three, could you say full people's names? Oh, like you're saying like pronunciation-wise? close and people corrected you to what they thought it was? That's fair. Like if I walk up to a a woman named, you know, Shauna in the grocery store and I'm three and I say, so they're going to say Shauna. And I know a three-year-old can say it better than that, but you get my drift, right? Okay, I get your drift. But that's why I'm going to keep going. I'm just trying to poke holes. <laughs> yes, but I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to close those holes right you, up. You try. So I, I water sealed. Wow. Let's go. So the boy says, I don't even know where you buried my body. Quote. At this point, it's all sounding very far-fetched to yeah. people who are around. And it's kind of hard to take him seriously, even though these do have, they do have these beliefs that it's, yeah. that it's possibly real. Um, so at this point, the man just denies everything, and he's like, I'm not the killer of anyone that you're talking about you're a three-year-old boy and you're just making this up yeah so i guess from that point the boy is like okay i need to show you show you proof yeah so from then on the boy starts leading this whole group of people around on this merry walk and they're just following him around this village and he has never been to this village in his life okay and he's just leading them like, they're not pointing him anywhere. He is the one who is leading the group. Okay. So I think that's very important here with what I'm about to get into. He leads them away from where he first confronts this neighbor from a past life. Okay. So the accused murderer is also with them at this point, following them. Yeah. He's able to point out the location where he says his past life's body was buried and where the murder weapon, which was the axe, is hidden. Okay. Two different locations. They dig where he points, and they find a skeleton. Uh-huh. I'm not making this shit up. This is what's in this news article. Okay. Don't give me that face. There's a face. I'm giving it. He leads them to a different location, points to where the axe is buried. They dig up an axe. Okay. This is where it gets freaky for me, Okay. The body and murder weapon are nearest to each other, the article says. But, like, they're not buried side by side or anything like that. Yeah. But nearest to each other. 
Um, and he points out them both individually and correctly. You know? So, okay. okay, first here's the skeleton, and here's where the axe is. Okay. So, at this point, with all the evidence around, the villagers, like the locals who are taking it along, start getting very accusatory towards the, um, yes. the accused murderer. And I guess it stirs a bunch of shit up, and there's this whole thing, big thing happening in the village, and eventually this guy completely confesses. Interesting. So this guy doesn't go on denying it and saying this kid is crazy. He confesses that he did yeah, that do he this murder. The guy. Interesting. Yeah. So this is such a big deal and it's so credible to people that the government actually gets involved and takes over this case. Okay. And they took it seriously enough to charge the man with the murder. Interesting. Bringing him to justice. The dude committed a perfect murder, and then he gets thwarted by a three-year-old reincarnation of his victim. So... At what point do you just let the man have it? Like... <laughs> so there's this unsolved disappearance that no one is attributing to a murder until this kid shows up and says... No, I was this man in a past life. I didn't just disappear. I was yeah. murdered. Here's my murderer. Oh, you still don't believe me? Well, here's my skeleton. Oh, you still don't believe me? Well, here's the murder weapon. The axe. Was there, like, video of this kid leaving? I don't know because I didn't find any, but I didn't really look that hard for video footage. So maybe if we looked for it, we could find it? Because, like... And don't get me wrong, this is... I'm trying every kind of thing in my head. I generally don't believe in anything supernatural. I'm not yes. saying it can't exist. But to me, it's it's not necessarily the most... Like, there's a lot of hurdles you have to jump through to show me that. Because there's multiple stages here. You're not just saying, like, you can remember a past life. Kind of. It's like, okay. No, you can fully remember your past life. Okay. Oh, by the way, you can remember things that happened after you're dead, because I'm assuming he buried the axe afterwards, which means you're somehow a ghost in between these worlds watching where he buries the axe. That's Or fair. you have pre like pre or ordained knowledge from the heavens or whatever that you then carry with you into your like that is a lot of different Holy crap. My only defense because I assume the story's pretty much done at this point. Yeah, I have like a little paragraph left. My only thought right now is it's a small village in Syria. There are okay. a lot of really weird... Not in Syria, but I mean, like, worldwide. There's a lot of really weird town legends that are quote-unquote proven okay. by the people that live there. But, like, if this was in, like, 2004, I get that Syria is not, like... I think 2014. It's 2014. It's not, like you know, Europe or North America. Maybe not necessarily everyone has a cell phone, but, like, if I'm following this kid, I'd, I'd film it. Right? Yeah, I'd but want I, that. again, I don't know if there... There is. There we'd might have to, be we'd, footage. We'd have to look. There might be footage and pictures. We would have to look, yeah. I, I don't think it would be very public, considering this family is staying completely anonymous. Yeah. So if there's video footage, then it could be, like, the people are blurred. I guess. I don't, like... I don't know. To me, I could... There are still parts that I can't explain. 
But I could also explain some of it. Like, the village knew about the murder in a weird way. And okay. when they're like, well, they were following the kid. It's like, but were you really? Like, okay. it's a three-year-old. So they knew about the murder. Like, it was a taboo hush-hush knew... thing. Right, but how do they know where things are buried? Things get said. I'm not saying they knew every detail. I'm saying, like, hey, I remember seeing Jiminy Cricket walking into the forest this Monday. I don't know. Right. Anyways. But still, being able, like... It's just if locals knew where the skeleton was. Exactly where the skeleton was. Maybe they didn't like the guy. And it wasn't until a kid from another village and his family comes around that they're like, oh shit, maybe we should do something about this. But if they don't like him, why would they want to keep it secret? That's what's weird. No, they don't like the guy that was killed. Oh, I see. You know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I'm just pulling anyways, stuff out of the Anyways, weights. it's very interesting, let's it is. say, and compelling. It is very compelling. Um, and what's of particular interest to people who've examined the case is that the birthmark on the kid's forehead is in fact where the skeleton's skull was hit. Interesting. I did find pictures, I should say, I did find pictures of the skeleton that was dug up. Okay. So there are pictures of that. Um, but whenever I tried to find pictures of, like, the boy and stuff, obviously I couldn't because it's all... Um, yeah, they want to remain anonymous. Yeah. But there there are pictures of the skeleton and it clearly has a cut from yeah. where the axe punctured the skull. Interesting. So there's that. Um, and again, the only known like professional witness of the incident is Dr. Eli Lash. He died... Oh, maybe this was 2004. Because it says here he died in 2009. Sorry. 2009. And the information provided here is everything that's known about the case. Yeah. Because it's all, you know, anonymous. And I guess if the family wants to stay anonymous, they're obviously not following up with, like, interviews and stuff. Yeah. Um... So, apparently the boy's full story has been documented, though, um, in a book, Children Who Have Lived Before Reincarnation Today. And that's by a German therapist called Tritz Hardo. Okay. Um, so that's something that's fairly common, is to have... Um, like, this is a therapist, but there's a lot of like medical people, therapists, doctors psychiatrists, whoever, who are interested in reincarnation, yeah. who have kind of collected stories like this before. But the, again, the reason this one is so compelling is because never before has there been a case like this. With this many where, details. Where there were this many details, A, where the child was so young that they couldn't benefit from, do, like I said, doing research and trying to take credit for knowing something that they just Googled. Yeah. Um, because he's three, right? And there's never been a case where there was quote unquote proof in the sense that, as far as we know, this was an unsolved disappearance and yeah. that this child is able to point out the exact location where they would find things. Yeah. That's the other thing that's compelling. Because in most cases, these reincarnation stories involve the parents being like, oh, uh, well, one day my child talked about. Um, you know, getting shot in the head or getting run over by a car. And then we did all this research and found out that this happened a while ago. Yeah. Right? And it's the parents doing their own investigation. But whenever people are like, okay, do you have a recording of your child saying these things? Do you have a video of your child saying these things? Yeah. They never can provide that. I... It is very confelling. Com, com, it's confelling. 
Confelling and compounding. Confounding. My, <laughs> it's destroying my ability to speak English. Um, I think it's a very compelling story. I wish there was more hard evidence. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's... Because right now, what it is, is the story of a doctor from Israel, a family from Syria, and the people in the village. Yeah. And they're all saying this happened. There's, As far as we know, there might be, like we said, we haven't looked hard. As far as we know, there's no video evidence. There's Just no the photographs. The family's not coming forward. Like, this to me feels like how a village legend gets started. Okay. Like, if this happened 300 years ago, we'd be hearing legends about, you know, insert name here, boy, who predicted the death of the village leader. Like, that's how it evolves and stuff. Okay. I, it definitely could be true. I, this is definitely one of the stories I'm going to call more convincing. So is this but, conceivable? No, it's inconceivable. Damn it. It's more convincing, but I still don't think it's the... I don't think the quickest answer is the reincarnation of all this. I think there might be other things. It might, honest to God, be sheer coincidence. Right? I realize that's a lot of coincidence. Walking up to the guy who he claims is his murderer. I'm just Showing them exactly where the things are buried. Depending on the size of the village, there could have been like 40 people. It wouldn't be that hard to say. But you're giving me the best look. I just don't... How, how, like, he walks up to a random guy who just happens to confess to having done this murder? Well, is the... What the hell? So, but what's the easier solution to swallow, then? That I don't think coincidence real? is easy to swallow. Or, I think it's it... more believable that it's a local legend that, like you said, yeah. just kind of took off. I think that's much more believable than, oh, this is all well, coincidental. No. Okay, but then is local legend more believable than... Boy gets reincarnated with memories and location of where his body is buried. I'm Local the open-minded legend. one, so I don't really care which one seems more plausible. I think what's the point? Like, saying it's coincidence to me is just stupid. Ouch. Okay, like, yeah. I'm just saying not my best that is more far-fetched. But then when you get to the point where you're like, okay, the two options now that are left I think local are local legend. legend or reincarnation, at that point, that's where my open-minded personality, I'm like, does it really matter? Yeah. It's a cool story. It is a cool story. I'm but... open-minded to the fact that these people believe in reincarnation. Maybe it is. Who's to disprove that it is? I think... Or is not, or whatever. For me, I'm going to go with local legend, but maybe with a hint of exaggeration in the storytelling. Like, maybe, you know, the boy, like, the, the way it sounds is that the boy's, like, marching ten feet ahead of everyone, like, left, and then start, right? Like, maybe there's a little bit more guidance. This was, like, you know, the third village. Maybe they had, like, a radio, and on the radio he, even as a kid, heard something like, you know, a man disappeared, and yeah, 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 and they say his name, or something like that. I, Again, that does not explain how the boy works out the body. I'm not saying it explains everything. Okay. I'm saying that I think local legend and exaggeration makes more sense to me than reincarnation. Okay. That's fair. That's fair? Yep. Please don't hurt me. I'm not going to hurt you. I just, I remain open-minded. You prefer to have a defined solution or a defined explanation. I do. 
And I just, yeah, I don't need an explanation. I'm fascinated with leaving it open to interpretation. That's just me. That's just me. Anyways, hopefully some of our listeners who are maybe more open-minded than me did enjoy this journey through this it was a good story fascinating and compelling story it was a good narrative um obviously as promised our next one will be a bit more down to earth because i kind of i think i have talked about how i'm planning to go back and go forth. back and forth on and off yeah and try and have an equal amount that you find credible as opposed to um yeah inconceivable like if this if you could if it turned around and this happened in New York City you know a place with millions of people there was footage of the guy doing it that didn't look like it was doctored at all there's like death records and I'd be like okay I can't explain there's not gonna be death records if it's an unsolved murder no I mean like like if I could not death records but everything else I think I'd believe it more but the to me, as as bad as this might sound, the kind of rural village story I think lends itself to more suspicion in my mind, because there is less hard evidence okay. and more hearsay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Alrighty. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you, and hopefully you found this compelling and interesting, and you'll be looking forward to our next episode, which. I think will be very cool. I'm excited for that one because it's kind of on the like creepy side. I like creepy. Alrighty. Well, until next time. Until next time, everyone. Thank you for listening. And have a good one. Bye. <laughs>